For No More Radio, you are listening to The Cave, a weekly podcast looking at the best and worst in pop culture from yesteryear to tomorrow. Hello, my name is Shane and I am one of the co-hosts of The Cave podcast. This is the first episode that you're about to listen to where Paul Gravovac, my co-host and I, we sit down and we talk about how we first met many, many years before we actually knew each other. Uh, So stay tuned for that. We also get quite in-depth talking about the best and worst reboots and remakes. So this is it, wherever you are and whenever you are in the world, relax, sit back and enjoy episode one of The Cave, The Calablunga Kids. Here, take my back radio. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spot, isn't he? I think he can hear you right now. I made a funny! Heavens, who did it? Well, hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, wherever and whenever you are in the world, you are in the cave. My name is Shane Adamzak, and with me as always, the chewy to my heart, if you will, Mr. Paul Gravovac. Mmm, the butter in my soul, the butter in my roll. And for the record, I would like to point out, I really, I only made you chewy in that scenario because you're much hairier a man than I am. Oh no, no offence taken, I, I am the hairiest of beings, this is true. Yeah. And you're always wearing that goddamn bandolier. Yeah, but you know what? It's functional. It's stylish. I can keep various uh, snacks in there. It's nice. I like that part. Yes, that is that is absolutely true. How are things in your world, Mr. Paul Grabber? Well, in my world, since we last spoke, I'm, I'm back in Perth now, uh, where it is still blisteringly cold. Uh, but the world, it, it turns, and interesting things have happened. I've seen some cool stuff, I've been to some cool places, and uh, yeah, how about you? How's Sydney? Sydney's okay. Look, honestly, I am, I've, I've been a little bit blue the last couple of days. I've kind of been a bit down, I've been See, missing I'd my girlfriend. See, i you're white with a bit of ginger, to tell you the truth. <laughs> oh, no, I mean he's depressed. Oh. Lion, Lion King, Paul yep. and Shane, cr- crushing it. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, I've been missing my girlfriend, I've been missing my apartment, and uh, it's, you know, I've been on the road for a, you know, a month and a bit now. But I tell you what, something happened to me the other day that absolutely shifted my mood. Oh, yeah. It's funny, the things in life, it can be such a small thing that just really pick you up. And uh, basically, so I was in a department store the other day, uh, perusing the toy aisles, Mm -hmm. as I do, because... As as you want. Yeah, because I'm a grown-ass man and I can do whatever I want. That's right. Um, And they had a big toy sale on, and there was a large display of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. I'm and familiar you know, with these people. Yeah, they're the yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're the 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 battle toads, Anthropom- right? Anthropomorphic uh, tortoise uh, fighters. That's right. You know them well, yeah. and you know there was a, the mix of like the new movie bullshit and like the awesome Nickelodeon uh, merchandise stuff, and yeah. then also stuff from the classic series. And the the thing that really really amused me is this little boy came up he would have been I don't know five or six and he he picked one up and he showed it to his mum and he got so (laughs) goddamn excited and then he said something that really really tickled me he just went my mum this is him this is one it's Mikey he's the one that says Colablanga that Um, reminds me of me in my youth uh, exactly right. And when that kid said the word Colablunga, I <laughs> laughed, first of all, quite loudly. Uh, the mother also laughed, so I think it kind of made it okay. Uh, um, Is she but I, just re- <laughs> I, I don't remember, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we both had a bit of a, a joyous laugh at the kid saying Colablunga. And it just made me really happy because, you know, at one point, Paul, you and I 
We we were the Collabunga kid. Oh, if if yeah, if there was a space and time in the nineties for um, there to be a new Macaulay Culkin, it would be whatever our love child would have been. <laughs> they were the Collabunga kids. Yeah. If anything, in many ways, we still are those Calablanga kids. Just so excited <laughs> by something that we've seen. Uh, and, you know, I love the turtles. And I know that you love the turtles. And I'd, I'd like to tell a story. Uh, <laughs> and this story is called Breakfast with Donatello. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Please, regale me with the tale. So, basically, uh, I'm going to say it was 1991. I might be a couple of years off here. But I'm going to say 1991, the Sunday Times ran a competition. Uh, that's a newspaper in Perth, Western Australia. Ran a competition. You sent your name and your address into the competition. And if you won, you were amongst... A couple of hundred kids that got to go to a department store in the city, mm-hmm. uh, sit around a bunch of tables, uh, and have breakfast with Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. And I got to go to this thing, and they served us like a plate with a slice of pizza, <laughs> I think some some fries, some some chips, and yeah. some like chocolate buttons, and like a cup of Coke for <laughs> breakfast. And then like some dude dressed as Donatello comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's Donatello!" I was wearing like a knitted Michelangelo jumper that my mum made me. It was very very exciting and an awesome moment for any teenage mutant ninja turtle fan as a kid. And I remember telling you this story, yeah. uh, you know, when we were in our our 20s or yeah. something. And, no, no, we were, we were in our prepubescence. Yeah, were we still teenagers? Yeah, anyway, we were, I was, yeah. I'll tell telling you this story, and you were like, you're not going to believe this, but I was also at that exact same breakfast, and I was like, get the heck out of town, son. I think you said shut the front door. Shunt the, shut the, shunt the front door. <laughs> um, and sure enough, I went to my mum's house. I looked at the photo albums, because there were several photos from that event. I'm flicking through them, and yeah. there... Fuck me, was little Paul. <laughs> little Paul Graverback, years before I knew you, yep. at the same event, mate, it just fills me with joy to know that we were destined to be friends. No, there's no two ways about it. When, when you're ready to cut out a piece of paper, put it in the post, and have breakfast with a guy in a plastic suit, having pizza and a cup of Coke in a department store, that's For the kind breakfast. of dedication that makes friends right there. Yes. And that's why we are so incredibly unhealthy to this day. Calablanga, Calablanga, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that kind of thing just makes me. That made me very happy. The, the Calablanga kid, I'm going to call him. Well, it's good to know that um, things like the turtles. Like we live in a day and age where like nothing dies. You know, like we we never see the end of anything anymore in terms of like popular culture. So like the turtles were big when we were kids. The turtles are big again. It's, you know? It comes in waves, and it's great. You know, they had a bit of a lull in the early 2000s, but they come back. It's amazing. You walk through the toy aisle mm-hmm. at the moment. It's Ninja Turtles, Transformers, yep. Ghostbusters. We've I gone mean, back in time. It's amazing, yeah. and I love it. I love that these things just keep coming back. And, and that we have the money now to buy them, whereas when we were kids going, Mom, I want to buy the cow a blongo, and she's like, we can't afford it because we're poor. But now, now grown-ass men's, we can yep. do what the hell we want. That's right. Maybe that's why I'm, I still buy toys. What, just to relive Cowablunga? Relive that joy of the Cowablunga kid. <laughs> I think there's a Cowablunga kid in all of us. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking about all these uh, old shows coming back kind of leads us into our, our big topic in the Nerd Cave today. Shall we step in, Paul? Yes, let us take a step into the danky void that is the cave. Okay, uh, let's kick this off with last week's challenge, Paul. I gave you what I thought was quite a difficult challenge. We were talking reboots and remakes, and I wanted you 
to come in this week with five good remakes or reboots. Not shit ones, because that's too easy. Ones that like legitimately were great or that you just really loved. And I yeah, know why. and uh, it was a challenge I ruminated on for the entire week. And I think I've done pretty good. It, it turns out that mostly what I've got here um, yeah, are movies. Uh, very okay. few TV shows. And that's just, just a, I, I think that's a question of quality more than anything else. Um, okay. But the, the number one spot, uh, well, we'll get to it, but it was pretty great. Okay, so number five for the best reboots of a movie or TV show... Uh, was a 2012 movie called Dread. Um, oh, Paul, I am so with you on this yeah. one. Carl yes. Urban Lannister, um, yeah, Carl Urban and Cersei Lannister were in this reboot. Basically, it was the purest form of Judge Dread we've ever seen committed to film. Yes. He is badass. It all takes place on one night in one location. He's taking this rookie judge through, trying to take out Cersei Lannister. And um, the, the we should make, we should make clear that it, she wasn't actually playing Cersei Lannister. Yeah, in the, I, I just in the feel movie. like in the world of popular <laughs> culture, if I say this actress's name, who will be like, who? who, who, what, who's the dudes and what now? Yeah, I mean, if 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 we want to go that deep cut, we can um, say like Doctor McCoy and Cersei Lannister were yeah, in, of course, were in dread, and um, yeah, it was really sort of well received, I guess, critically, um, not commercially though, so we're probably not going to get a sequel. Um, but do yourself a favor, go, if it's on Netflix, grab it. If it's at your local, uh, uh, JB Hi-Fi or, or retail outlet, get it. It's so, so very good. And it, yeah, most importantly, like the fans of the comic, yeah. it was, it was for them. Like it was such a good movie. I heard that, uh, Carl Urban actually wants to, uh, keep this series going with like a Netflix series of Judge Dredd. That's what I heard. Oh, just if there's a Kickstarter for that, I'm behind it hundred percent. I would be so on board. Now, we should point out, though, if you are going to check it out, make sure you do not check out the 1995 Sylvester Stallone <laughs> uh, Judge Dredd movie, uh, unless you want something to compare it to. Yeah, because you, you don't understand the dizzying highs until you've reached the god-awful lows. <laughs> and that really was a low. Look, it was the best Judge Dredd film we had at the time, but this new one is, yeah, it's much better. Uh the 1995 one sort of came out in a time where, like, the, the Tim Burton Batmans was, you know, the, the height mm. of comic book movies, and everyone just thought that, oh, people just want comic book movies. It doesn't matter how good yeah. they are. No one cares they... about the source material. Let's just uh, make this and call it Judge Dredd. And we'll put uh, Rob Schneider in there. Yeah, he was uh, like a trash monster or something. Yeah, he was like a weird sidekick. It was very weird. Anyway, yes, so, okay, that's, so that's number, number five. five. Moving on Love up, uh, number four, I've got... Uh, Casino Royale, Daniel Craig's James Bond, or turn at James Bond. Um, ah, interesting. Yeah, I'm taking this as a, essentially a reboot. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, if you take it back, like a lot of people could argue, like, oh no, it's just set um, as like his first adventure, but it's not. Like, the the James Bond canon is really weird in terms of like where all these films sit chronologically. Mm. Um, there's a theory going around that. Um, you know, the, the moniker James Bond is something that's given to the agents and, like, it can change who... Like, that's the justification for it being played by different people. I, I like the theory that James Bond is actually a Time Lord uh, <laughs> from the Doctor Who mythos. That's um, what I choose to believe. But, yeah, if you take that into account that this is sort of, like, the the restart of the franchise, it's, it's a new Bond who's harder, grittier, angrier, uh, more... Um, 
teenage angsty and it really worked. Casino Royale has some of the most interesting uh, gambling scenes I've seen in a, uh, a cinema for a long time. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I like I like that this is on your list. Thank you. Um, also, like I actually thought maybe you'd put it on your list because there was another Casino Royale, yeah, the Peter Sellers film, yep. uh, which is it's not really considered part of the the James Bond canon, if you were, but this one was like the the proper version. Exactly. Yeah, and the, the, there's they went back and within canon they did a Casino Royale um, to sort of make up for that Peter Sellers version, but um, this is far and above both in my opinion um, it was a pretty it was a pretty intense movie that really did make me love James Bond, Bond all over again that's right uh, number three uh, it's sort of a tie because I, I put them both together is uh, the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Apes um, okay movies. yeah I think it's hang on, well, it was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and then Rise of the Planet of the Apes but um, yeah. both of those films are exquisite um, one sort of deals really well with the sort of conceit of how the hell do you get uh, monkeys and apes into this sort of position where they can take over the world and I think they did it remarkably well yep um, and the sequel is is honestly infinitely better um, oh wow I, I actually haven't seen the second one to be honest I, I loved the first one I thought uh, James Franco was awesome mm-hmm. the the apes and the gorillas just looked yep Freaking amazing. Well, you're in for a real treat because the sequel is a lot better on all fronts. Uh, oh, right on. It's set, uh, from memory, it's set about five to ten years after okay. uh, the events of the first movie. No Franco. Um, sorry to break your heart right there and then. That is, that is a shame because any movie with James Franco is immediately better in my eyes. Yeah, but somehow involves like a lot more booze and uh, um, fat, fat Jewish men who do movies. Why does his Why do his eyes close so much whenever he smiles, Paul? Because <laughs> all why the is, power of his body that? has to be forced into that charming smile that his eyes actually shut down. Wow, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's like using backup power from other parts <laughs> of his face. <laughs> Rushing secrets, on to number secrets revealed. Number two, um, this is not exactly a deep cut, but might not be on everyone's list. Is all right. A Coen Brothers movie from 2010 called True Grit. Uh, it was a western starring Jeff Bridges and Josh Brolin the, and the Matt dude. And um, there was it's it's a western. The original's a western, and this one's sort of uh, a western where there's um, a girl who asks for Jeff Bridges' help to sort of find. Uh, I think it was her father or her mother or a family member, and they go on this journey, and it's just beautifully shot, beautifully scripted, as all Coen Brothers films are. And um, as far as reboots go, you. You honestly couldn't ask for anything better than this. Right on. Now, that's that's a big call because the original was, I want to say it was a John Wayne movie? Yeah, it was. But, you know, that was one of those movies that came out in that period where westerns were coming out every other day. And the, yeah, the genre okay. was tired. And no, not that it was a bad film by any stretch of the imagination, but you're just like, yeah, all right. It's it was a, at the time. One. It was kind of just another western kind exactly, of Exactly, yeah. Okay. Um, but number one. And this is the one I'm most proud of because it's a it's a tie, and Ooh. it's a tie between uh, a TV show and a film that are under the same uh, property, and they're okay. more than a decade apart. But hear me out. Okay, so it's a, I'm gonna I want to see if I can guess this. Okay, all right. So here, here's uh, so, the parameters. Uh, okay. The TV show came out in the '90s. 
Okay, I'm with you there. And the movie uh, came out in the noughties. I want to say the late or mid noughties, actually. Interesting. And they're under the same uh, property. The same property? Yeah. One's one's a cartoon and one's live action. Oh, God. I'll give you five seconds. You failed because it is none other than Batman Beyond and Batman Begins. So the cartoon series. Okay. The cartoon series Batman Beyond is arguably the best cartoon Batman that ever came out. You know, you remember that one where it's like a silhouetted Batman? He just has like. The, 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 the glowing eyes. Yeah, and he's got the red logo. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, I I kind of stopped watching the Batman cartoons after the animated adventures because it was just the peak for me. But Batman Beyond, check Bat- it out. Batman Beyond coupled with Batman Begins because I couldn't split them. Um, Batman Begins, obviously the beginning of the uh, Nolan trilogy of Batmans. Yep. And um, what, what a great reboot. What, like... If anyone needs to take pointers on how to reboot a film, uh, Winky Winky Fantastic Four, this winky, is winky, how you do Schneider. it. Winky Schneider. Zack Schneider, take points, but not too many. <laughs> oh, poor Zack. Do you hear there's a movement now for like people like uh, apologizing for the main things they said to Zack Snyder now that they've seen the extended edition? Oh, okay. Even, of, uh, even ba- though it's Batman still trash. v Superman. Well... I'll believe it when I see it. And by that, I mean, I probably won't see it for a while. No. They're three hours of my life. I want to, you know, do better things in my life with. Like, you know, like, learn a language, fall in love, you know, have a child. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And in many ways, Batman was Chris Nolan's child. <laughs> so that's my, that's my top five. That's my top it's five good best list. Boosts, uh, reboots uh, for movies or TV shows. I definitely support it, and bat and like that was a big call for the, the Batman Begins. I loved. I mean, you got you know I'm a big fan of the Keaton Batman. Of course, less less of Val Kilmer and even less <laughs> of Clooney. But you know, once Schumacher got his hands on that franchise and fucking dove it into the ground, I was a bit worried. You didn't like the bat nipples. I didn't like the bat nipples. That's weird. Uh, I did not. No, I did not. I didn't mm. like the bat credit card. The Bat Ice Skates, uh, <laughs> or the Bat Schwarzenegger. Uh, it was that was a very bad film. Uh, uh, no, but enough Brian, about Batman, nice. Batman and Robin. Let's uh, yeah. let's talk about the good Batman. Indeed. Um, um, I've got some honourable I mean, mentions for the list, uh, including The Departed, uh, okay. Spider Man, JJ uh, Abrams. Whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's go, let's go back a second here. Spider Man. Are we talking about? The Amazing Spider-Man? No, no, I'm talking about the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because that wasn't the first time Spider-Man was committed to film. Not by a long oh, shot. Yeah, but I don't know. Can we call that a reboot? I mean, the original, like, an, like it was like a made-for-TV movie in the 70s. Are we, counting, are we counting it as a... I'm just saying it's sort of like just a... See, I feel like there's it's a, such a fine line between, like, a reboot and a remake and, like, just a new Spider-Man movie. Sure, but if you're, I, I would argue, if you're dealing with the origin story again, you're kind of redefining the rules and thus remaking or rebooting. Yeah, okay. You know, um, Spider-Man's a funny one because I feel, for me, the Tobey Maguire one was the that's the first Spider-Man movie, like the first proper one, and it'd been so long since any other Spider-Man. Whereas the Batman ones, you know, it'd only been 
what, 10 years since the last Batman film? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'll, 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 these are just honourable mentions. Let's let's not get yeah. too deep into the minutiae here. But uh... <laughs> I just feel I feel like there has to be... There's a time... There's, if it's been more than, say, 20 years, more than 20 years, it's just a new one. Maybe? Maybe. Let's see what you say in 10 more years when they remake Lord of the Rings. Oh, why would they do that? Because of the very reason that you just said, where some executive would be like, you know, it's been 20 years and we're not making much money off the Lord of the Rings. We should probably uh, put some people in beards and swords and throw them together. And make we'll just money. do it all CG. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you know what? Actually, I, I do agree with you there because uh, they're, they're remaking Ben-Hur, Paul. It makes me want to vomit from every single orifice that I own. And that goes against what I just said. I mean, obviously, that's been that's quite an old movie, mm-hmm. but but an old movie that's one of the greatest movies of all time. That like oh, bro- broke absolutely. new ground. It was like an amazingly groundbreaking film with so many like uh, amazing new effects and new sequences, and like it's filmed and like it kicks ass and fucking Justin and honestly, Charlton it holds Heston. up. Oh my god. Why would you remake that movie? There is no... Like, with other franchises, you're like, okay, maybe they're going to be able to make a better Ninja Turtles movie, a better Transformers. There's no way they're going to make a better movie of Ben-Hur than Ben-Hur. Like, there's no way... Who thinks that that's the thing that's going to happen? Who is that person that's like, oh, no, I can make a better movie of Ben-Hur than that original one, for sure. You, but you can't. Like, there's there's been literally no progression in, like, filming technology that makes... Or, or even writing. I mean, it was well written. It was well performed. Like, there's nothing more to add to that. Um, but I just, think it'd be even just, worse if there was a sequel. Just oh, just yeah. put out Ben Hur again. Just put it out again. Um, I, on on in not... that in that very same vein as well, Shane. Um, yeah. I found out in my research there's going to be a sequel. Uh, sorry, not a sequel. A reboot or a remake of All Quiet on the Western Front. No. Yep. Don't don't. Don't no. make that. No, well, they have to because, like, that was popular and they've run out of things that were popular now. So we're looking at things that were popular then and we're remaking them now. Do you want to know, Paul, if I was in charge of Hollywood, do you know what my... my like, I'm the boss of Hollywood, right? This is right. the scenario. Yeah. You, know what my, you know what my one rule is? Set fire to everyone. Start no, again. no, my... <laughs> Start it again, we're rebooting Hollywood. My one rule, if I'm in charge of Hollywood, is if you don't have a good idea for a new movie, you just don't get to make a movie. You just don't get to make one. That's it. I'm, I'm completely on board. But at the same time, not ten minutes ago, were we so excited about having Ninja Turtles back. So <laughs> That's true. We, we are it, a living it, contradiction. And if it took those shitty Michael Bay movies to keep it going... That's fine, but to me, honestly, the reason that Ninja Turtles is not popular, uh, that is, is still popular, is not for me because of those movies. It's because of the the show on Nickelodeon. Yeah, uh, true, true. Kids, kids love that show, and it's good. Like, it's really good. It's, well, it has to be good, a, otherwise it doesn't survive. I mean, the turtles didn't drop off because kids stopped caring about four teenagers who were turtles eating pizza. It's dropped off because they started doing a live-action version that wasn't very good. It no. was terrible. <laughs> even even the episode where they uh, where they with the crossover with the Power Rangers, yeah. still not enough to save that show. No, you're not helping anybody there. No. Um, yeah, but no, that Nick show is great, and uh, people should watch it. I wholeheartedly agree. Now, I'm going to save my uh, top five challenge for you till the end of the show. 
Okay. Um, but do know that I have one. Um, but other great reboots that you must be really excited about coming uh, include Jumanji, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, uh, why does he want to remake every movie? He also wants to remake Big Trouble in Little China. Yep. Paul, yep. Yep. Don't, get me, don't get me wrong. I love The Rock as much as the next guy. I loved him from when he was a wrestler to when he was in the Mummy franchise to when he was in a whole bunch of bad movies that I didn't see. I love The Rock, but I do not want him to make those movies. Well, he's in there and he's said, he's gone on record saying that he will honour the spirit of Robin Williams in the movie. And um, given uh, the amount of times he's actually taken to comedy and done comedic roles... He is no Robin Williams. Look, great man. Love him. Can't wait to see what he does in the next um, Fast and the Furious. And I really hope there is uh, Disney's The Tooth Fairy 2. But uh, There actually is, Paul. No. Uh, that's I supposed to be a that... joke. That's not supposed to exist. I am so sorry, but Tooth Fairy 2 does exist. Uh, not starring The Rock. Uh, it went straight to uh, DVD or Blu-ray. And I believe it starred uh, Larry the Cable Man. God, I just want to die a little bit inside. Speaking of which, you should all watch Kindergarten Cop 2. It's as bad as your brain just thought it was. Uh, starring Dolph Ludgren. Yeah, your hero and mine. I only found out it was real the other day, and is it is it as bad as I imagined? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I watched the uh, extended trailer on YouTube, and, um, you know, I could just feel blood seeping from my brain into my ears. It was great. It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What a feeling. Um, oh, what a one feeling. you'll be excited about, though, is Drop Dead Fred, starring Russell Brand. Uh, okay. I can look. I can see the merit in that. I'm not going to lie. I can't. Look, I'm in two minds about that one. Mm. I mean, Rick Mail. The Drop Dead Fred movie is one of my favourite movies of all time. Rick Mail, he passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It was like a comedy idol of mine, and I love it. Ah, but I do know a lot of people have not seen that original movie, and if Russell Brand doing it... I mean, what, what other actor out there now would you rather cast if you were uh, to not remake but reboot the, the character... Of Drop Dead mm. Fred, who would you cast in that role? Who could do it? I don't look honestly. I like Russell Brand. I think it's a great uh, choice. I, hmm, I, uh, I need to, I need to see more. Mm. I, ho- I hope that they do a good job of it because, like, one of one of the reboots uh, that I really liked, mm. quite controversially, was the remake of Arthur with Russell Brand. Uh, the remake of the Dudley Moore movie. Yeah, yeah, that was now, okay. Like, I didn't mind it, but to be honest with you, I, like, I have to come clean. I, I hadn't seen the original when I watched that movie. Mm-hmm. So did I, did I like it just because it had a lot of things from the original that they, you know, reused? Did I like it on its own merit? Maybe, like, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's because I hadn't seen the original. I just got to watch this movie without comparing it to anything. I got to just watch it on its own merit and see this, you know, yeah. this story unfold. Um, it's a funny thing, the old reboot, the old remake. Well, look, some things deserve a remake too, um, or a reboot, much like uh, the X-Men movies. They could sure do with just a clean slate. I don't know. Every third one has been bad, but I've liked all the others. That's, that's not a good track record. That's for, not... me, for me, with the X-Men movies, and when I'm not talking about like the spin-off Wolverine movies, I'm just talking about the X-Men movies, it goes, good movie, great movie, really bad movie, good movie, great movie, really bad movie. This uh, no, we're done. Like it, it has to stop now. The machine needs to be put away. We yeah. need, we need to find new, new, new machine makers 
Um, uh, Wolverine has to go away. Everyone just has to go away and, and think about what they did, and then, <laughs> and then come back, apologize, and then start playing with their toys again. Because Look, we've got one more Wolverine movie coming. Yeah, I'm hoping that it'll be good. The Wolverine movies went from really bad to okay to I'm hoping the best one. Well, I'm no, not by you, by your logic. It's going to be no. Nope. But they've already bucked the trend. You see, they've already bucked the trend. Maybe they're doing it in the reverse order. Uh, so no. it's going it's to it's go really bad movie. Uh, I wouldn't say Wolverine, the Wolverine was great, but it was better. Yeah. So at least this one at least will be somewhere in between. I'm hoping. Great. Um, another great remake that is just come out in the cinema is the BFG, the Steven, uh, Steven Spielberg directed BFG. Uh, yeah, because uh, there was an, there was an, an animated movie. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think in the late seventies, I want to say. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the. I feel like like this is the first time it's been put to live action. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of a bit more original than some of the others that are, you know just straight up just yeah you know redoing a movie mm-hmm. they're retelling the same story well uh, I don't know I mean that's the thing book. though with Spielberg directing this he's told us so many stories about like a fantastical creature meeting a small child you know is there anything left in the tank there for him giants a big giant I guess I don't know I, I'll wait to I have to wait to see that one I am looking forward to the BFG you, you know that old adage though a, a big giant is just E.T. stretched out <laughs> that's that's what they say that, for. That's what the people say. Um, yeah, let's. What are, what are some of the? We've talked about some of the good ones, some of the scary upcoming ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd like to add to that list the remake of The Crow, which oh, no. has, has been constantly delayed. And I hope, I can only hope and pray that it continuously gets delayed for in, an indefinite amount of time, <laughs> uh, because the Brandon Lee legacy of The Crow is one of my favorite. Not just like comic book movies, but just one of my favorite movies of all time. Of all time, and it like that you just you just don't need to remake that movie. Why can't they just remake bad movies? <laughs> they did. It was but, called Fantastic Four, and it was even worse. Yeah, that would they need to remake? Yeah, but that, that's what they did wrong, Paul. You see, what they did is they remade a bad movie, bad. Right. They need to remake a bad movie and make it good. That's see, that's my second rule. If I rule Hollywood, it's like if you're gonna, if you okay, if you have to. <laughs> If you have to, if you have to make a movie, you've got to make a good reboot movie. That's rule number two. <laughs> Great rule. All right, everybody out there, just, just tweet at Warner Brothers and Disney, like, if you have to, make it good. Don't give them any context. Just send them that. If you have to, make it just good. At, at Warner Brothers, hashtag make it good, hashtag the cave said so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some bad ones. Let's talk about some, some bad reboots. Because that's, that's a pretty easy list. For me, it, it basically goes like this, and I'm sure you all agree with this list. Uh, Transformers 1 through 4, yep. the Michael Bay pieces of shit. Yep. Uh, the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can see a pattern forming yes, here. Yes, yes, here we go. Uh, <laughs> we move away from Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, uh, we look at Lost in Space. Oh, God, wait a... That's a deep cut. Oh, man. I... I wanted them to make a, uh, you know, a movie of Lost in Space. Lost in Space was a cool movie, but they, they took away everything that was great about that, that old TV show, Lost in Space. They made it like really slick, and the robot was like a proper robot and not a guy in a suit. And <laughs> like, Instead of just like, you know, nylon uh, you know, space suits, they had slick metal body-formed armor. And I'm like, no, you've yeah. missed the whole point. Like, and this Joey was, like was a, in it. Yeah, Joey from Friends and uh, Lacey Chabert from Party of Five was in it as well. Good times. Oh, dear. 
Yeah, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, you know what? I heard they're rebooting that as well. I hear they're making a new Lost in Space. Great. But you know what? Maybe they'll get it right this time. Well, look, one, one can, can only good. hope. What, what other terrible the... reboots you got there? Um, <laughs> well, we're talking about Michael Bay. Yeah. I, I heard that he's going to do a remake of the Alfred Hitchcock film, The Birds. No, no, look. Assassination is not a good idea generally, but guys, let's let's stop this man. He let's just take one of a great many many would argue a masterpiece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Just make make it again. Just do another one, not yeah. as good, probably with heaps more explosions yeah. and probably some slightly racist humor. And and, a, and and a lot of cleavage, like a lot of sweaty cleavage. Yeah, just just uh, Megan Fox just mm. there. Like, just with a norks out going, oh, no, birds. And then it just, they peck her collagen out. Scraw! Ah! Scraw! Credits. Uh, Robocop? No, we did this. This was, this was, that was, that was so bad. That was remake Robocop. Now, Robocop 1, great movie. Robocop 2 and 3, maybe not as great. Uh, in 3, he had a jetpack. That's true. But why, why remake it? We already have that movie. Uh, would you say that Terminator Genesis counts as a remake or a reboot? It kind of did reboot the franchise. I by feel that I... like from like almost three onwards, they have been rebooting. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. Genesis did the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek thing. It's like, lols, uh, we went back in time so far that we can change everything. The other movies don't matter. Bye. Yeah, forget about Terminator 2. Again, one of the greatest films of all time. All forget time. about Terminator 2 that you all love. Clearly the best film of the franchise. Yep. Forever. Yeah. Um, just that we've cancelled that one. Yeah. Uh, with this shitty one with the bloody CG. And Khaleesi. Young Arnold. And Khaleesi. Yeah. Um, just all the Game of Thrones people. Just just stick with Game of Thrones, guys. Yeah. Honestly, you're onto a good thing. <laughs> um, just stick with... I think that show's going to go far, that Game of Thrones. Yeah, at least one more season. Yeah, I reckon. Um... Yeah, so that one, not so, not so good not either. Not so good, not so good. Yes, well, look, yes. I've got a little treat for you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to ruminate on them, but I'm just going to give you a list of all the TV shows that are going to be remade or rebooted. Some of these are movies, but they're being turned into TV shows. I just want to get your reaction after I tell you this quick list, okay? I'll just, I'm going to give you like a, I'm going to give you like a one-word response to each of these. How's that? Sound? Okay, all right. So these yeah. are TV reboots currently in the works or in production uh, that are coming in the next couple of years. Some of which are already being filmed. Okay. Okay. Taken. Kill me. Lethal Weapon. No. Tremors. Why? Cruel Intentions. No! MacGyver? No, iffy. DuckTales? Why? No! Stop! Bad! Yep. Yep, so these are all coming. These are all coming to your TV screens imminently, ladies and gentlemen. You don't need to remake DuckTales. That's a perfect TV show. I know, just put it back on again. Yeah, just just put it back on. Just make more DuckTales. Don't make new DuckTales. Like a hurricane. Perfect theme song. Yeah, great. What more, what more do you need? No. Uh, one that I am, I must admit, uh, one I am, we're going back to The Rock here, mm. and uh, one I am kind of excited about, only because it's, it's a movie made on a TV show that I wasn't particularly attached to emotionally or uh, in a fan base way in any way, but Baywatch, mm. the rock vehicle of uh, Baywatch <laughs> the movie, you know, it's this 
That's the kind of thing I don't mind because you're like, no one's going to go, how dare you sully the history of Baywatch? <laughs> well, that's you know what the I mean? thing, though. Like, that was cheese and this is more cheese. That's, that's as good as a sequel rather than a remake. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's going to pay homage to the original one. I believe Pamela Anderson is in it. You know, it's going to be funny. It's going to be silly. I mean, the ones that have done well, I mean, The Addams Family was a great movie that, you know, yeah, they took yep. great, great uh, parts from the TV show and, you know, they modernised it and they made it funny and it was on its own a great movie, but it still didn't detract from what the original TV show was, you know? Exactly. And, and again, because it's a comedy, it gets to have that sort of tongue-in-cheek sort of awareness of what it is. Yeah, um, whereas they made that live-action Thunderbirds movie, oof. and there was so much potential to have fun with that. Yep. A show that was, you know, uh, such an old, awesome show with marionette puppets, and they just made a live-action one. Uh, that's compl- The whole cool thing about Thunderbirds was that it was a puppet show, you know? And they had all these awesome vehicles in the... Oh, God damn it, it you, makes me so got, mad. You did get your um, Thunderbirds sequel. It was called Team America, World Police. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? If that's as close as we get, I... Do not mind, mm-hmm. because that film is amazing. Exquisite. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, anything, anything else left on uh, your list, Paul, of things that just make you go, mm? Um, the only thing I wanted to bring up, um, given that it's kind of... I mean, I mean I'm, I'm stretching. I'm stretching now, but I just want to give a shout-out to uh, LEGO Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, currently on all next-gen consoles. Um, okay. And handhelds. It's coming to PS Vita and uh, 3DS. Um, it is so, so good um, in terms of retelling the Star Wars Force Awakens story mm-hmm. in like a, a comedic, very Lego game style comedy. If you've played any of the Lego games, this is probably the best they've ever done at retelling uh, existing properties. Oh, fantastic. Um, you know, they're using dialogue from the movies uh, where they can't do that. They've got very competent voice actors to sort of um, cheat the voices of, of Ray and Finn and Kylo Ren and all the rest. And it's just so well done. There's these extra missions. Like, you'd love it. It starts um, on Endor. Uh, you finish off, you know, Return of the Jedi where you get to, like, fight on Endor and then you get to be um, Luke and then you get to fly in a spaceship with Lando and stuff. And it goes 30 years later and then you start the story of Force Awakens. Oh, that's really cool. It's super dope. It's really cute. It's really fun. I mean, it does play like most Lego games, um, but everyone has their own distinctive sort of style and and attack as well. There isn't this sort of homogenous feeling that the other Lego games seem to have. And um, there's one mission where you play as Poe Dameron breaking out Admiral Akbar from a First Order prison. That's a trap. It, it was a trap, and he was caught in the trap. <laughs> and then you have uh, to break him out. You know, you know what my technique is with any of the the Lego games. What? Just smash the shit out of everything. Yeah, everything breaks. You get some sweet sweet coin, mother suckers. <laughs> mm-hmm, sweet sweet coins. See a plant? Smash that plant. It turns into Lego blocks. Everything does. Tell me about um, it, stud. Lego joke. I- <laughs> Oh, nice one. Uh, you really pegged that one at me. I don't know. No, uh, no, you, I know. That's, that's not it. That's <laughs> wrong. You really, uh, you really stepped on some Lego in the hallway there. Ah, uh, 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 you're fired. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for that game too. I, I played all of the, uh, the original Lego Star Wars saga games and I thoroughly enjoyed them. All those Lego games are great. I mean, Lego are onto such a good thing. To think that they were going to go bankrupt, you know. Yep. Uh, 20 years ago or whatever it was and 
doing all those sort of franchise Lego sets sort of brought them back. Yeah, they especially, are. They especially are the Phoenix Wars. Reborn. They've done really well. It's good. It would have been a real shame to to lose Lego. But ebbs and flows, everything everything comes and goes. Yep. Coming soon, Lego. Ninja Turtle Legos. Uh, you know, honestly, Paul, I can't wait for, for one day when I've got little little childrens of little my Shanes. own. Little little Shanes. Uh, just doing doing some Lego with them. That's yep. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then you're yeah. going to step on them and be like, curse you, child of mine. I brought this on myself. <laughs> um, Brian Cranston cast as Zordon <laughs> in the uh, Power Rangers uh, movie. Yep. Should we talk? Should we talk about that? Yep. Breaking, I, Breaking Bad Rangers. I love that casting so <laughs> goddamn much. Uh, the guy from Breaking Bad. I really hope that they just—he's just a head in a tube. He has if to be, never, right? Yeah. I mean, if you if you've never seen the original Power Rangers cartoon, Zordon—he's basically the, the the leader who's like gives them the missions, if you will. Yeah. And Zordon is just—he's a big blue head that floats in like a big neon tube. That's Zordon, right? He's just a yeah. big bald dude. Uh, I highly recommend following following. Uh, Zeta is, is throwing stuff at the planet. You're going to blow up the local mall. You have to save uh, the planet. Ay, 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 Zordon! Oh, God, it's that fucking robot pal of mine. Uh, uh, Alpha, Alpha 5! Beep, beep, No, sh- shut up, Alpha. You should have been called D- F- Zeta failed. Go away. <laughs> uh, he was a big head in a tube. I really hope that's how they do him in the movie. I really I hope, hope they cast him by like looking through a book and going like, "All right, Zordon was bald. Who's bald and popular? Brian Cranston. Yeah, we'll get him. Boom, done. Yeah, that's probably how it happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't, you know, uh, super excited about the Power Rangers movie really, but I, you know, I'll go see it just for Brian Cranston's head floating in a tube. I want to go back and watch the original movie because I, I have a soft spot for that movie somewhere in my heart, and I can't remember why. So I need to go see it and remember. Yeah, Power, Power Rangers kind of falls in a weird spot for me because it was kind of like the last show that I was into as a kid. Yeah. But before I sort of became a teenager and, you know, sort of went through my not liking kids things phase and eventually, you know, obviously, as the story goes, mm-hmm. as I go further into my life and become a grown-up man, I get back into all of those <laughs> things that I loved and go back and buy all the toys. And, yeah, Power Rangers was sort of just on the cusp. Yeah. Of between the two eras of toy loving Shane, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like that movie as well. And a- anytime that TV show is on in the background, I'll, I'll gladly give it a bit of a watch. I love that that show is still going after twenty years. It's in... fantastic. There's, there's been so many iterations of it, and only last year, I think it was, or the year before, they did an episode where all the different rangers came together to fight a massive uh, evil. And, and then they just had a massive Morphin bang at the end. Yeah, it was a mighty Morphin power orgy. And um, you've never heard so many people be like, So good. Um, yeah, but look, the, the idea that we're in a world now where like we can keep buying Ninja Turtles, even though we're in our 30s... Um, is early, thir- early 30s, Paul. Early, early, early 30s, early 30s. Early 30s. Yeah. Uh, that makes it not any better because we're giant babies. And <laughs> we're, we're like, adults are a real thing now because we fed the machine and the machine just keeps on feeding us. And I'm so happy. Like, I'm terrified because how am I supposed to do anything that's an, uh, required of me as an adult when I have Super Mario toys and plushies and an R2D2 clock? 
Yeah, yeah, sure, Paul. But, you know, I look at it this way. I think you get to surround yourself with the things that make you happy. And if the thing that makes you happy is sports memorabilia or, you know, like if you want to have a, a, a poster of uh, Genghis Khan up on your wall, <laughs> so you're, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, if it's the things that make you happy, I say that it's fine. You're absolutely true. But to be fair, if someone you know does have a poster of Genghis Khan on their wall, you should probably get rid of it. You know that the only way I would have a poster of Genghis Khan up on my wall, Paul? If, is if it, if it was Genghis Khan from the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure movie. Oh, man, I can't wait for the third Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, that, that is one I'm excited about as well. You know why? Because it's not a reboot. It's no. a fuck, fucking sequel. As it should be. Um, but speaking of Power Rangers and a bunch of robots who come together to form another robot. Paul, are you riding on a mother-flippin' Segway right now, my friend? I got two wheels, no handle, watch me go. Holy shit, I know exactly what you're gonna say, and I'm super pumped to talk about this. Let's talk about the new Netflix series, Voltron Legendary Defender. Dude, when I heard that this was announced, I was like, hey, heck yeah, new Voltron. Uh, Netflix, hell yeah, loving everything they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Made me really, really excited, and I finished the entire season in about three days. As is the Netflix way. As is the Netflix way. I binge watched the shit out of that child's cartoon show, <laughs> and I, I, as a huge fan of the original one, I freaking loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, I'm only two episodes deep, but yep. I can already tell you, like, I love the art style. Uh, I love watching Voltron actually form, where you see, like, all the internal, like, pistons and, like, things locked together. And yeah, yeah. There's so many cool things about this series that I really like. Um, yeah, the art the art looks really good. It's, it's pretty similar to the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, they did reboot Voltron. Ah, when was it? it that was, was like, like six or seven years ago now. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm looking. I'm actually looking at the internet right now. To well, see. it was you check, but I'll tell you about it because it was uh, what I loved about that series was that like Voltron was outlawed and like it was this thing where like the world had gotten or the universe got to this point. Where it was like Voltron needs to go away. Like we can't solve our problems this way anymore. And like it was up to this like rebellious gang of like you know young adults to um go out and get Voltron back into the world to bring peace and I love this idea that like he was like a rebellion symbol that's right and it was kind of that one was kind of it was a bit more like Voltron the next generation kind yeah. of thing wasn't it yeah, yeah that right. was a it was a sequel it was ostensibly a sequel it's great yeah um whereas this one is basically a reboot which yep. you know we've been talking about some good ones and some bad ones but this one was a lot of fun did you say a, a reboot or a reboot just then? Because oh, a reboot is a very specific thing. It's a shoe that I th- goes on a kangaroo. I, th- I think I said reboot, but who, who knows? We'll check it in post. Um, I, can't, I can't find it. Here, oh, here we go. It was called Voltron The Third Dimension, and it came out in 1998. What? Yeah. Um, yeah, because there was the original Vol- uh, Voltron. There was also uh, Voltron... Uh, the new class. The, the ones that it was just like instead of lions it was like a bunch of cars and shit oh yeah yeah it was or like vehicle I think it was called Vehicle Force Voltron or something like that there was a movie which had both of those Voltrons in it which is really great if you haven't seen it check it out uh, and then yeah in 98 they did the third dimension which was yeah it was okay it was not so good but it was not as good as Voltron Legendary Defender on Netflix and if I can Paul I'd like to give 
a little spoiler away. Okay. Um, no, you can. That's fine. Um, but I promise you, because I had this spoiled for me, and it didn't change my appreciation of the series at all. But in this series, it's you find out not you know a couple of episodes in, Pidge, mm-hmm. actually a girl in disguise. <gasps> what? Yeah. I'm okay with um, that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So was I, and Pinch, Pinch has always actually been my favourite character, because A, you know, the little one, wears green, which yeah. was my favourite car as a kid, glasses, I was fucking Pinch, right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, and you're tiny, that, you're a tiny, tiny man. That was my, that was my jam. Yeah. In fact, if we, had to, if we had to figure it out, I think it's pretty clear, Paul, that you and I are Pinch and Hunk. Yeah, no, without a doubt. <laughs> so send in uh, your fan art uh, to uh, uh, our Twitter handle, which is at the uh, K? At... At the the cave underscore podcast. There you go. Yes, we're on Twitter now. We'll plug that again uh, at will. the end. How are you uh, feeling about Princess Alora not being in one of the cats? Well, here's the thing: like in the original Voltron, she wasn't one of the pilots either for a couple of seasons. Yeah, um, that's true. So I'm, you know, this series has ended, and I'm pretty sure it's finished on a cliffhanger. I'm pretty sure they're going to do a second season because it's been pretty great, um, and that's. Looking like what's possibly going to happen, where she basically replaces one of the original pilots. Oh, and no. And I, I feel like that's going to happen. Um, as this, this series went on, she got more involved in the action, uh, on the ground floor kind of thing. She's mm-hmm. pretty kick-ass. I think it's pretty clear that eventually she is going to become one of the uh, pilots, or the uh, Voltron Paladins, as they're called in this, this version. Jews can't be Paladins. Um, you know, yeah, but, you know... This is my thing. When I was a kid, any cartoon that had either some kind of transforming ro- robot or some kind of magical sword, that was my fucking jam. And Voltron had both of those things, plus a little kid with glasses. That's the trifecta right there. It's you know just I mean Shane the cartoon. Show. It was Shane in space robot lion style, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> God, I that. That was my that fucking Shane. jam. Yeah, oh, he'll be back. He'll be back one day. Um, I might have to try to do some fan art of our own, of, of you and me, as a pigeon hunk. I think that's uh, yeah, quite a good idea, actually. That needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I'd also like to know, while, while we're talking about the Twitter handle as well, if you guys want to tweet at us, once again, it is at thecave underscore podcast. Let us know your favourite or least favourite reboots as well. Let us know, and we'll, we'll talk about them in the future as well. I want to know what you guys think, because I'm sure there's like lots that we've missed, and maybe some that you don't agree with. Yeah. Fair. I mean, whatever, whatever they say, they're probably absolutely wrong because we are objectively correct. But we are obviously we're the cave, we're the be all and end all of pop culture and nerd exactly uh, knowledge. But we're we're happy to, to to read the peasant mail and to see what you guys say. I mean, for God's sakes, we are the pigeon hunk of the podcasting world. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I think that um, almost wraps us up, doesn't it? I think it does. I think we talked about some good, some bad reboots. You well and truly fulfilled your challenge. We got to talk about Power Rangers. We got to talk about Voltron. These are all my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been a pleasure. I got to tell the Breakfast with Donatello story. You know what? You and I should have Breakfast with Donatello every day, Paul. Should we just bring all our Donatello action figures, of which we both have multiples, and just bring them to a, to a breakfast I, table? I do have about six different Donatello figures, and probably will buy more in the future. I think I've got about uh, three... Including yeah. the giant one that you got me a few years ago, so I've probably got about four. Oh, that was a good. That was a good. That, that was, was a great battle purchase. show one too. Good purchase. We always yeah. get each other the best presents, Paul. I must say. We often get each other the same presents, um, but <laughs> you just, uh, it's time you, for me to give you, Shane, your challenge for next week. All right, bring it on, Mister Grover. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. What I want from you is the top five. 
Oh, it's another 80s. list. Okay, I it's love it. It's another list, yeah. I want to see the top five 80s action-adventure movies. Action-adventure movies. Yeah. Oh, boy, what a fun list. Yeah. I, so I've, like, already, I've already got a bunch in my head. I'm, I feel like this is going to be a tough list to cull down to five. Down to five. Like, five and some honourable mentions if you have to. Um, yeah. And, like, this, this like, I, the reason I was going to go just action, I'm like, no, but I didn't want to do just adventure. Like, the reason I'm picking action adventure, because I think, like, under that category, you get things like Goonies as well. Yeah, and yeah. the 80s was such a good time for that. Exactly. I mean, exactly. small uh, toy soldiers already springs to mind. Mm. Not, 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 not small soldiers, toy soldiers. Yeah, which small soldiers is about toy soldiers, but small soldiers... Is, is about is, toy soldiers that come to and, life. And, 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 and toy soldiers is about kids who are small that have to be soldiers. Yes. Right. Very confusing. Anyway, it's a good list. I can't wait uh, to make it for next week's podcast. Uh, Paul, it's been a pleasure, mate. As always with you, Shane. Um, uh, I, I do just have one thing to say to you, though. Oh, and what is that? Cowablunga! Cowablunga, dude! <sighs> Well, to be honest, I'm getting kind of bored with it. Hey, how about this? Yabba dabba! Nah, it's just not you. Well, there you have it, folks. The first ever episode of The Cave. I sure hope you enjoyed it. Please come back next week for more action with myself and Paul Grabberback. The Cave is produced in part by No More Radio, and if you enjoyed that and you want to hear more of The Cave, or indeed more of the many other great podcasts, head over to nomoreradio.com, where you can check out other great podcasts, such as Deanne Smith's Questionable at Best, where a very funny lady and a great friend of mine, Deanne Smith, sits down with one guest, and they just nut out the answer to one question each week, and it's a lot of fun. And if you actually scroll through those archives and you go to episode, I want to say 38, you can hear Deanne and I talking about Would You Rather. We do a Would You Rather theoretical special. It's a lot of fun, so check that one out. Also check out Confabulation, a podcast with all true stories shared by people that live them. It's an all true storytelling show that happens in Canada, in Montreal, Toronto, and Victoria in British Columbia. And the podcast is the best of all those storytelling nights, so make sure you check that one out. You can get all this and more at nomoreradio.com.